Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello everybody and welcome to this extra weekly episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything or what we're calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian, writer, occasional actor Dame Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzle. Hello. Are going to be delving into some of the things that have happened in this week's news. That's right. And in this week's comedy news, Dane, mm-hmm. uh, we don't usually look introspectively at the comedy industry, but this week a big news story has come out that, you know, listeners, you can find on a lot of publications, uh, Evening Standard for one. A number of other places. I think it was in the mirror. Comedian Alfie Brown has uh, been forced to apologise after footage surfaced of him uh, repeatedly using the M word in a routine. Um, I think he got dropped for some stand up gigs and uh, he made an apology online. And I suppose the, the reason it's an interesting subject is because of the response in the comedy community and the conversation that's come after that day. Yeah, so I think that we need to have some background first of all because this is the, really, this didn't come about uh, because of a recent discovery of him using racial slurs in what is supposedly an ironic way. Uh, Essentially, he had made a tweet where he had uh, lamented the apathy of other comedians who had failed to condemn Jeremy Corbyn for what he referred to as overt and provable anti-Semitism. And what this led to is uh, pro-Corbyn Corbynites basically decided to do what most people do when you take a moral standpoint in on social media is that they started looking into his history mm. and looking into his uh, previous work and they found a previous gig from quite a few years ago. Not long enough for it to ever be acceptable, not that it ever would be where uh, he basically um, dropped the N-bomb in a uh, sustained airstrike on the audience. Seven times. Seven times, the holy number itself. And, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because you say he was forced to apologise. He did this material a very long time ago for which there was no reprimand. And it's only when, I guess, uh, Corbyn supporters, who are predominantly white, brought this to the attention of some of the comedy clubs he may have been booked for for tour, and some of the other gigs he'd been booked alongside other black comics, uh, which he was subsequently dropped from, did he have to apologise in the end? Now, as usual, this has caused, uh, this has polarised the comedy community amongst other comics, where right-wing comics have jumped up to defend uh, his right to use this word or to express himself or freedom of speech, and has this has been met with a rebuttal from uh, black comics, including myself, who have to, or myself personally, who have to make it clear that there are no straight white men who can make commentary about freedom of speech because straight white men have never championed freedom of speech. And this is my point. Well, the first of all, the point is that, um, you know, I have no I have no personal problem with Alfie Brown. 
Um, I wouldn't say necessarily we're friends, but we were never enemies. Uh, my view of him would have changed significantly. But at the same time, to be quite honest, this is something that's much bigger than Alfie Brown. Like, I have been told on many occasions of some of the racial microaggressions that uh, my black and brown peers have had to deal with in green rooms in British comedy. Some of the uh, racist jokes that have been made, albeit ironically, um, they've had to endure. Um, but most of all, I think what's been one of the most traumatic and trying and exhausting experiences for black and brown comics has been the elite and middle class uh, critics who have for many, many years, even up and basically up until the point I did a debut show, claimed that racism is not the social issue it is in the UK as it is in the States. And on many occasions, there's been a very subversive, very malicious and insidious uh, drive from white critics and industry in general to play down accounts of experiences with racism from black and brown and non-white comedians in general. Yeah. I mean, you watched what happens on Twitter when something like this plays out. It's a, uh, it's a mess. It's a fucking... Because, you know, it, 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 the, the anger that, that, that you and... Uh, Ava, who came on the show. Yeah, Ava does be on the show. Uh, and it feels like, uh, you know, annoyingly, that that platform, I know it works in some ways, mate, as in for a conversation, but it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's going to, I'm not sure it feels that healthy. I know it probably feels healthy to vent it, but as in like any sense of, because what, what happens to this guy, I suppose is my question, people. Like, and I know no Alfie Brown at all. I have no, I have yeah. no, but, and, 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 you know, like the reason that things happen is like sometimes people go like, to, you know, like, so you get prosecuted. That will be like the reason these things get put on Twitter and they end up going away. but that's not going to happen to him. No, it's not. And it, but it's, you make a very interesting point, Howard, because if there was the uh, possibility of him being prosecuted for hate speech, well, then he would have to be subject to a law that, again, was created by white men. And I find it particularly strange that a lot of comics, uh, right, people that consider themselves to be right-wing comedians or champions of free speech are the people that are so vocal about the uh, freedom of speech. Hmm. Uh, it's one of the most disingenuous narratives I've ever heard within comedy because I think there are a lot of white comedians who have an idea that they have some weird kind of impunity when they step on stage and anything they say will have no consequence whatsoever. And I think it's very ironic because this did not begin with a Alfie Brown witch hunt. This began because Alfie Brown himself decided to use his platform to critique other people for what he perceived their racism to be. Mm. And when and people checked him further, they found out that very clearly there's conditions for your morality about racism because you're fine uh, with anti-black racial terms and racial epithets but you seem to only take umbrage with uh, protecting groups that are white passing. Mm. And that is very clear, number one. Uh, so far as the white comics who have who have called people pussies and cowards, what I've noticed about every single white comedian who is defending the use of this word is, none of you ever do it in front of any black people. Maybe sometimes you'll find a new black woman as a comic or a black woman by herself, and you'll be very brave to use racial epithets. But... Never in my life, myself, Nabil, whether it's Mo Gilligan, Babatunde, Aleshi, Slim, the list is endless. None of these white comics who are champions of free speech ever feel the need to exercise this right when they're in presence of black male comics. They never say this. They never, they will ne they never repeat the same set when they are in black rooms in mm. comedy. But weirdly, they always seem to find this courage 
when they are either behind their phones or on their YouTube channels or on a stage in a predominantly white and typically middle class room. And I find it hilarious that of all people to speak about freedom of speech, we have to be lectured by white men, the same people whose ancestors and have always acquiesced to and never challenged hate speech laws because Abu Hanza was a Muslim cleric that spoke up against the UK and he was deported for his speech to mm. Jordan. There were no white comedians defending his right to free speech. Louis Farrakhan has been banned from entering the UK mm. because of his speech is supposed to be perceived as being black supremacist and anti-white. There are no white comics that have defended that at all. Kanye West never laid a finger on mm. any Jewish person. Mm. Not to say that I agree with his narrative at all, but he's never physically harmed anybody. Deplatformed, counts frozen, deplatformed, uh, deals all ended, and no one from this same contingent of right-wing white male comedians have spoken up about Kanye's freedom of speech. Mm. So what is very clear is that these guys don't really care about freedom of speech. What they're campaigning for is freedom of consequence. And there was probably a time where if you were a white man and you made racial slurs on stage as we've seen from the Mike Reeds and the Roy Chubby Browns Jim and Davidson, the Jim Davidsons yeah. and, you know, Louis C.K. has used the N-word on stage as well. Mm. And there's probably been a slew of comics that have used these terms and they've been able to get away with it. We'll be back after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the show. As someone who's been a comedian for 10 years, I have heard white comics, male and female, for years normalize racism by saying, oh, I'm not racist, but my nan's racist and my granddad's racist and my uncle's racist. And they've been able to create these straw men which have given them a shield in order for them to dispel uh, racial rhetoric. That's always been fine. And they've never met any consequence for it. But the comedy landscape has changed whereby there are a lot more black and brown people in comedy. And also the visibility in comedy, which really in this country is still a very... Evolving landscape. It's evolving landscape because it's been historically small. Mm. And even though Edinburgh Edinburgh Fringe Festival is the largest arts festival in the world, arguably, they don't even advertise it on TV. Mm. And so a very small contingent of predominantly middle-class people have been patrons to comedy and stand-up comedy. And as a result, have always looked the other way or played down mm. how insidious and how uh, prevalent racism is within stand-up comedy. And that's all that happened to Alfie Brown, is that he said that stuff knowing that when he comes off stage, he would be protected either by his privilege or by that of his agents or by the uh, nepotistic connections that his parents have. 
he would never be accountable, not to black people. No. Because in the instances where black people have told him that his narrative has been problematic, there was no apology then. There was no change in the material at all. Mm. All that's happened now is because of social media, there's a much larger audience and there are more eyes that can see what you're doing. Yeah. And so now you are accountable to a whole new party. And this is what a lot of white comics will deal with en masse. If you, well, comics of any, comics of any walk of life. And that in some instances, if you choose to insult or what we call punch down on a particular group, not everybody in that group is just going to sit there and squirm and feel uncomfortable. Me personally, I am fine. You're right. You do have a freedom of, you do have a right to freedom of speech. You can say what you want on stage. But if you say something that I feel places me or anyone that looks like me or my community in danger because of your normalization of racial hatred, I might put your nose brain in your brain. And I'm saying it on this channel right now that any white comic that has a problem with me or a problem with what I'm saying, you can run to your agent, you can run to anybody. That is fine. But understand you are a human being just like anybody else. And when you leave a comedy club or you leave a stage, your agent or your privilege might not necessarily protect you. So, but I want to make something very clear. I am tired of the disingenuous comics who speak about freedom of speech. You live in a country where if someone spoke out against the queen or they spoke out against the church, then you would be imprisoned under heresy laws. You live in a country whereby if you spoke out against this country in a form of Abu Hanza, like I mentioned, you can be deported. You live in a country that has sedition laws. Even if you are a white American listening to this right now, when Louis Farrakhan began espousing his ideology for the empowerment of black people via the Nation of Islam, irrespective of how you feel about it, he was imprisoned for sedition laws. But let's make something very clear. When it comes to freedom of speech, particularly in arts and culture, white men have never been involved in that. Because these are the same people that when I started doing comedy, all I heard was, all women do is speak about their periods. They speak about their periods. Women aren't funny. Blah, blah, blah. Well, whether or not you think they're funny, they've had their freedom of speech. And let's be honest. You live in a country, or whether you live in America or the UK, where these men in power wouldn't even give their own mothers the right to vote before they gave other races did. So before you talk about freedom of speech, never forget that you can use N-words all you want, but I know that you let black men vote before you'd even let your own sisters and your own mothers vote. So you have no right to speak about freedom of speech, even when it comes down to music and other art forms. When Two Life Crew made the album Nasty As They Want To Be, they were put on trial for obscenity laws. No black people put them on trial. It was straight white men. The same way that Lenny Bruce, who is a Jewish comedian, would speak out about topics that were considered to be taboo at his time. He was also arrested, brutalised and constantly victimised and scrutinised under the guise of obscenity and purity and morality. And again, no black or Jewish people put him on trial. It were ang white Protestant Anglo-Saxons that put him on trial. So before you talk to any of us about freedom of speech, I would encourage you to take some time to look at your history and work out who really has curtailed speech? Who says that on albums you have to have a bar that says parental advisory explicit comment? Who says that if you create hate speech, you'll be deported? Who says, you know, if you say something to someone that's libelous, you can be sued? Who created Ofcom to regulate what is said in media? The answer is, well, I'll give you a clue. Wasn't any black or Jewish people. And that's this week's DVQs.
You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTiste and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group.